Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. 1 John chapter 1. Praise God. Come on, that divine seed's working in us. People say, well, it doesn't feel like it. Good. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's working. Glory to God. God's word never fails. God doesn't have a failure bone in him. He succeeds 100% of the time. So that's why I want to be on his team. Amen. So now if you, and people say, well, it doesn't seem like it's, listen, you don't want to get out of faith. Stay in faith. Don't say, well, I just, I just don't think I can get it. Don't say that. You're, you're actually, what you do is you cut off God's ability to work with you. You don't cut off, God's ability is active no matter what, but you end up cutting off his ability to work with you. Not because he's in heaven going, they said they wouldn't, they, that I couldn't teach him, and he feels bad. No, that's not it at all. It's a spiritual law. It's a spiritual law. I always hear from God. Like six people believe that. <laughs> Say it with me. I am, I am. his sheep. And I know know. his voice. voice. Say this with me. Say, the voice of a stranger, stranger. I won't follow. follow. Come on, you guys learned this. Stranger danger. (laughs) Don't follow the other voices. Danger. Don't go there, right? We'll follow him. You've got to... Now, see, people say, well, yeah, but I just don't know that I have that much faith in me. It's not faith in you. It's faith in him. Listen, God speaks Chinese. He speaks Japanese. He speaks every language on the planet. He speaks Arkansas hillbilly. He, he, he can get to you. He can teach you something and learn you something at, at any level of education that you're at or not at. He doesn't need help from somebody else to know how to say things in your language that you will understand. Amen? I know this is true because I go to some Breakforth Bible Church meetings, and I know nothing about branding, roping, farming, uh, riding a horse, calving. I know nothing about it. But I know a little bit about how revelation can come through illustrations of that after Pastor Larry's done talking. It didn't mean anything to me. Uh, Pastor Scott Keegover, Zoe Bible Church over in Lockwood. I, we went to church there for a couple of years before we started this church. And uh, he would talk about me- being a, uh, mechanics, like fixing things in vehicles and stuff like I have no clue how to fix anything on my vehicle. I mean, literally. Now, my older brother, Toby, he can fix anything that's mechanical from a from a truck to a track hoe. I mean, he can fix it. I'm not joking. Like, he can figure, he figured, he's smart that way. I am just not that way. But when I went to church over with Pastor Scott, he'd give an illustration about fixing a vehicle or something, and I'd get revelation. Because the Holy Ghost had given him revelation about it concerning vehicles or mechanic work and stuff like that, and it registered in him, he understood it, and then he could communicate it to me, and I could understand it. In other words... It's not the level of smarts in the person. It's the teacher. And he's a genius. Amen? All right. 
Einstein's got nothing on Jesus. You name it. I don't care who, I don't care how smart they are. It doesn't matter. They got nothing on Jesus. Amen? All right. First John chapter 1, verse number 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. The life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. Verse 3, that which we have seen and heard we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy may be what? Full, full. This is about fullness of joy in Christ. Verse 5, this is the message which we have heard from him, and we declare to you that God is light, and in him is how much darkness? None at all. He has no darkness in him at all. Now, I've had people ask me, you know, about, uh, you know, Old Testament scriptures and stuff, and my, my mind always goes there as well, um, because there's, there are scriptures in the Old Testament talk about wrath and anger and God dealing with things. But you do realize this, there's a New Testament passage that talks about Jesus satisfying his wrath. And his anger. So whenever you read things in the Old Testament, which is not wrong, we still learn from the Old Testament, but we have to pull it through the new and see what sticks. Does that make sense? So like you could read in the Old Testament, and, you, and I'm going to give you this example, and how they gave animal sacrifices. But if we pull that through the New Testament, does it come out on the other side? No, it does not. So specifically when it comes to the wrath of God, especially concerning his children... It is satisfied. It is satisfied. Why? Because we declared in our faith that Jesus, the price that he paid enough, was enough for our sins. Watch. Concerning our relationship with God. If it wasn't, Jesus has to die again. Do you see how we end that argument? We can end that very quickly. So when the devil's beating you up, you got to... You know, if you don't pay for this sin, you'll never have fellowship with God again. Liar devil. Jesus paid for them all. Past. Ha-ha. <laughs> yeah, that's good news. People say, oh, good. Then it doesn't matter what I do. Well, it does. Not because God's going to be mad at you and throw you out of his house and all of that stuff. People think that, but that's not true. But rather because when you do things in conjunction with the enemy, you actually open the door in the spirit realm for him to come play at your house. How many know there are certain friends you shouldn't let come play at your house? How many, how many have kids and they had friends and you went, I don't like that one. That one's not coming back. <laughs> come on. Parents go, oh, no, you can't do that. You've got to love them all. Now, listen, you love your kids first. Don't, turn, don't, don't de jeopardize your children's future uh, pretending to be an evangelist. Last time I checked, I was in charge of my kids. Like God said, you do it. He didn't say, just see what happens. Nope. Train them, right? I don't know why I end up on that sometimes, but it's for somebody. All right. It's a good, remi a good reminder for me as well. So there's no darkness in God at all. God's not in heaven. God is not bipolar. 
Come on. I know some, we get, we've gotten too sensitive about these things. We need to quit it. People say, well, I have a friend. I know somebody who's bipolar. Well, are you praying for them? I'm giving the example so that you don't think God's that way. I'm not mocking a, a particular situation. We, the, the way the devil would like it is we couldn't preach anything or teach anything because everybody's too sensitive to hear anything. That's the way he wants it to go. Now, I don't think we have to be mean, but realize this. God's not schizophrenic. His name is not Jehovah Schizophrenia. God does not, if he went to sleep, we've said this before, but he doesn't wake up in the morning and go, what do I feel like today? Do I really like Rick today? <laughs> Rick, what have you done for me lately? If that's how God's dealing with us, we're dead. Because we can't meet his standard. That's why Jesus met it. Come on. We can't meet his standard. That's why Jesus met it. Now, come on, think with me for just a minute here. Whose idea was it to have Jesus come? So the Father must be that way too. Right? In other words, God is saying, I don't want them to be on judgment side. I want them to come back. I want them to be a part of what I'm doing. I love them. They're my creation. I want them as my children again. So since God is that way, Jesus is that. How many know the Holy Spirit and Jesus and God don't have different ideas about how this is all going to go? It's all, they're in agreement, right? All right? And so since they are, that means they all agree and they all follow the pattern of what was written for us in regards to dealing with each and every one of us according to their nature, which is what? Love. It's redemption. The scripture actually says, even though people, I actually, I, I don't even know if I want to hit this, but I'm going to say it. All right. I just need to say this. There was a gentleman I saw on, uh, I think it was Instagram, maybe it was Facebook or something, but it was a preacher. And he's preaching. And he was talking about how God's wrath was going to fall on uh, these people's enemies in his church. This is a big church. And these people were just, wow! You know, all I could think to myself was, pray for your enemies. And they are, I mean, they're like Pentecostal shouting, jumping over God destroying the people that got in the way of your success. That's an issue. God does not even rejoice over the destruction of those who reject him. He doesn't. The Bible says he does not take pleasure in that. Well, is that true or not? We know it's true because of Jesus. I mean, we know it's true because it's stated in the Old Testament. But we know it's true because of Jesus. Amen? See, the wrath of man doesn't work the righteousness of God. 
So let's leave wrath in God's hands. And then let's pray for those. Let's do what he told us to do. Well, it's not fair. Guys, we got to quit with that. We absolutely have to stop. If we're going to go down the path of fair, we won't walk by faith. And we won't walk with the Lord as closely as we want to. Well, they shouldn't have. You're right. How many things have I done personally that I shouldn't have? Am I the lawgiver? There's only one lawgiver. Come on. And so we got to be careful about that because why? God is not looking to destroy. He's looking to what? He's looking to redeem. Right? And so we need to be aware of that. And this is, this really, in 1 John, this is what we're getting into. What was the problem? What are the things that leak into the church through the years? There's always issues of wrong doctrine, twisting of scripture, a wrong perspective, uh, deceptions coming. You know, deceptions, you know the main place that deceptions come out of? One of the main places? The church. Do you know when, Paul, or when John later on in this chapter goes to talking about the spirit of Antichrist? Do you know he says in there, they went out from us? What? The Antichrist spirit went out from John's church or the people that John discipled and led to the Lord. Well, does that make him a bad apostle? No, it's just... The spirit of Antichrist is, Antichrist is rolling in the earth. And if we want to yield to him, we can choose to. And a lot of times it's cloaked in doctrines. This is why we go over the scripture verse by verse. This is why we have reading plans. This is why we want you to listen and listen and listen. I'm not saying that everything that comes across from the pulpit, this pulpit, me, whatever, is exactly right. I'm saying go back to the word. Go back to the word. Go back to the word. you got to realize this. I was trained at a Bible school where the head of that Bible school, who's in heaven now, said to us, I don't care if I prophesy to you. You check and see if it's right. And if it's not, throw it out. You're talking about a guy who had been prophesying and stood in the office of the prophet, had been in the ministry for 60, I think, four or five years at that time. He was in his 80s. He didn't say, y'all, look at me. I'm the epitome of maturity. If I give you a word, you better do it. Obey the prophet. He didn't do any of that. He said, run it against the word. Check it against your own heart. Pray about it. If it isn't right, throw it out. That's good integrity. You know, I can get behind something like that. You know, that's a good example to follow. We need more of it. And I'll just say this by the Spirit of God. It's coming back. It's coming back. The floor, the threshing floor, it's, things are going to be cleaned out. It's coming. The Lord showed it to me at times. All right, so verse 5, this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Verse 6, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we what? We lie and do not practice the truth. That doesn't make you a liar. 
That means you're living out from a lie. You're not living out from the truth that lives in you. We talked about this last week. Verse number seven. That's where we left off last week was verse six. Verse seven. But if we walk in the light, if we what? Walk in the light as he is in the light. We have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Other translations say this. If within the sphere of light, we are habitually ordering our behavior, we enjoy mutual fellowship, and the blood of Jesus Christ keeps continually cleansing us from all sin. How many realize this, that the blood of Jesus is a now fountain? So don't picture the shed blood of Jesus like uh, something that's dried up in heaven. It's an active, living, alive blood that is on the mercy seat before God, and it's constantly saying, cleansed, redeemed, mercy. Come on. Forgiveness. Do you see that? It's constantly operating for you. Constantly. Isn't that amazing? I mean, that's absolutely just, it's miraculous. Um, uh, uh, so in terms of this, think of this this way. Being born again changed our spiritual nature. After this, we have to deal with the flesh nature. So when you sin, after, if you sin after, how many would freely say that you missed the mark after you got saved? Okay. Now we're really quick to admit to that. Okay, and I get it, but really we should be stronger in our identity and righteousness than we should in our mistakes. Now, I'm not saying we should say, oh, I never make a mistake. Listen, we'll get to that verse, but, but you're not fooling anybody around you. And you're certainly not fooling God in that sense. Now, thankfully, he's not tallying them up. He's not. You need to believe that. We say, you don't know what I did. You don't know. Listen, especially those that have just been saved, but those that have been saved for a while. Do you ever look back at what you used to do a few years back and go, oh, my God, what was I thinking? Well, you didn't know. Therefore, God didn't hold it against you. Do you know what I mean by that? And maybe that's not even the best way to phrase it. But he's not, you're not held, there's nothing in you went, oh, this is wrong. But there are things after you're saved. How many notice after you got saved, there are things you go, oh, probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And people say, oh, what is that? That's the, your new nature inside of you going, that's not who we are. But thankfully, if we do something like that, what do we have? The blood of Jesus working what? 24-7, 365. And it cleanses us of that unrighteousness. Now, we're going to get into this and what this exactly means. But let's look at this in part. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light. So what is walking in the light? Well, it's obvious what it isn't. Now, think about this. It isn't living a sinless life. I'm going to let that sit for just a minute because I want you to think about it. Or there would be no need for the blood of Jesus to cleanse us. Does that help you? Come on. From all sin. 
as this verse goes on to describe. According to 1 John 1, 5, God is what? He's light. So walking in the light is walking in God, right? Walking in the light is walking in God. All believers are in God, but don't automatically walk in him or conduct their lives the way he would. This is why it's important to know your Bible. You know, if you are, if before you were saved, you're, you were just a really bad chicken thief. Every time you saw a chicken, you had to steal that chicken and you stole chickens all the time. And then after you get saved, you realize the Bible says thou shalt not steal and you drive by a chicken coop. <laughs> if you'll listen to your heart, the Lord will say, uh, 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 don't do that. Now, if you're like, well, Lord, I just, I have to, I'm addicted. And you jump, you, you get your car in park, you jump out, you grab a chicken, you got it in your car and you're driving back to your house. And you're like, oh, no, this isn't right. This isn't right. You have an advocate with the Father. His name is Jesus Christ. Now take the chicken back, apologize, and ask the Lord for forgiveness. And the blood of Jesus will cleanse you. Should I pick something else? That's all right. You guys stuck with it all the way. This verse would relate to Paul's teaching in Romans 8, 5 through 9 about being in the Spirit and walking after the Spirit. Let's go there. Romans chapter 8, verse number 5. Oop, went too far. Romans chapter 8, verse number 5. Verse number 5 says this. For those who live according to the flesh... Set their minds, set their what? On the things of the flesh. People say, well, you always talk about reading your word, reading your word. Yeah, you need to reset your mind. Before I was saved, my mind was set to this. I'm having a bad week. Where can I get high? I just need these problems to go away. Find me. I had a, I, I, uh, well, maybe I shouldn't say that. I had people that were older than me that would give, buy me alcohol. I'll just put it to you like that. People say, that's horrible. It happens all the time. It is horrible, but it happens all the time. And so in my mind, what did I do before I was saved? How did I deal with my problems? I would find something to not deal with them, but, but to bury them, right? To drown them, to numb them, whatever. You know, it turns out when I woke up, they were still there. And then I found Jesus. And now I got to think a different way, which means even after I got saved, do you know what the thought came to me? You still have so-and-so's number, and I guarantee you they have marijuana. Now, that was my thought. What was your thought? People say, well, I really never had a drug problem. Okay. Never really had an alcohol problem. Okay. How are you dealing with your life when things don't go 
the way you thought they should. Maybe yours is a gossip problem. Well, let's go to church, shall we? <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Maybe yours is a blame the authority problem. Come on, let's ramp it through the church, but it's rampant through the world. Well, you know, we wouldn't be the way we are if all the people that are already dead hadn't have done the things that they did to our ancestors. Really? We want to go down that path? Because we're all, we're all going to be paying for it. Because guess where we all come from? One blood. People say, oh, no, I'm, you know, pure native. I'm pure Scottish. I'm pure. No, you ain't pure nothing. In the name, and I can prove it. Oh, no, you don't know. My family is, goes all the way. I traced my lineage. And I traced your lineage all the way back to Adam and Eve. And you are from one blood. And so am I. Which means we have the same problem. Sin. And that's how you get mentalities of sin. It's a deep thought. That's how it happens. <laughs> it's how it came about. So in order to have a different mindset, i got to change the way I think. But if I set my mind on the things of the flesh, am I going to walk in the things of light? No, no, no. God is light, right? So I have to set my mind where? On, on God, right? On the light. And then I'll walk in the... So that word walk, it's not complicated. It's just basically how you conduct your life. How are you going to conduct your life? How, when it comes to the word of God, it, when, when you're up against a situation, as you develop spiritually and mature spiritually, when you're up against a problem in your life, the longer you walk with the Lord, the first thing that will come up is, what does the word of God say? Lord, what did you say about, well, you know, so-and-so is mad at me, and they're bitter toward me, and they're doing this, and they're doing Lord, what does your word say? Oh, yeah, I need to pray for them. I need to forgive them. Lord, this person's done this to me, and now my, uh, I have these problems that I'm dealing with. It's affecting, you know, like business owners. They go, well, this person didn't do their response. Now my money isn't coming in. And now I'm mad at that contractor. This, I used to work in construction, so I understand how this works. Uh, on a smaller level. <laughs> Some people on a bigger level. But if I make this contractor my enemy and not Satan, who's losing in their faith walk? And it's not for a lack of God on my side. God's going, I want to give you the answer. I have the answer. I have the money for you. But I'm too busy eating and fellowshipping at the table of darkness as a believer living in a lie. Do you see it? Because I've set my mind where? Because uh, last time I checked, God is my source. God is my source. 
I wonder if God has a cattle. And I just need to go, God, need a cow. And more beef. Kill the fatted calf. Turn on the grill. People will, well, they owe me. Sure. Let the Lord deal with them. Listen, people, God, God has a way of dealing with people to where, uh, like I heard a minister share this one time. He was believing God. God had told him to do some things in ministry, but the money hadn't come in yet. And you know, ministry is no different than your job. I mean, it is in some slight ways, but overall, everybody has to believe God, right? Okay, people, and so this minister, I need these things. Finally, he was in some meeting somewhere, and this man came up to him and said, here, and he handed him a check for what he needed. And he goes, thank you. He goes, he goes the, the man actually said, I really don't much like you as a minister. He told this to the minister, but God told me to do this. And there, here's the second thing he said, and he, won't, he wouldn't let me sleep until I gave you the check. And all the preachers said, glory, glory, <laughs> thank you, Lord. <laughs> the spirit of insomnia. <laughs> but it works the same for you. Well, I don't know how the situation's going to change. Have you talked to the Lord? And what path of light did he tell you to go down? You will really enjoy as you obey this and watch it work. It will, it's going to solidify things in you. And God can do it in a quick, short time. You can grow quick in this. Don't, don't think, oh, it's got to take a real long time. No, grow quick in it. Just decide to do it. Believe him. It'll come through. It'll change your life, and it'll change your kid's life. Your kid will go, well, how did that happen? We're watching some of this with Kylie down at school. She believes in God. She writes things down, believes God for certain things. She has certain expectations, that she, and they're coming to pass. She was believing God to make, what, 17 an hour is what it was at, her, at one of her jobs. She got hired at a job making 16 an hour. She's worked there for how long? Middle of August. And she called or texted us, was it this week? Last week. She got promoted to a manager and got 17 bucks an hour. So why can't you do that? You can. Come on, and more. If you'll put God first. Amen? God has ideas for you that you don't even know about. You haven't even, there are things that have not been thought of yet. In construction world, in landscape world, in you name it. Wherever the area is. So we are to walk in the light as he walks in the light or as, as he's in the light. So this is an important difference. Oh, let me say this. How did we get into relationship with the Lord? We were born again by faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. We did not earn this position with God through our works. 
Walking in the light does not produce relationship with God. On the other hand, fellowship with God produces walking in the light. You know why? You got you to gotta, you think here because religion has taught you, you better do right or God is not going to. When the scripture actually teaches God did right and you can come to him and out of walking in fellowship with him, right will come out of you. That is grace and the gospel of grace. In other words, that's why the Lord, see, in your religious thinking, because you've been taught uh, by religious thinking that you need to do everything just right before the Lord even listens to you. Now, I want to present something to you, okay? And we'll end here. I want to present this to you. We're, we're gonna, we got all the way through one verse. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But listen, these seeds of faith are going to sit in you. And they'll help you. Now, let me present something to you. What if God was actually that way? Where if you didn't do just everything just right, he wouldn't even listen to you. Let me ask you a question. How would you get saved? If it was based on your and my performance. Do you see it? Okay, watch now. Now that you are saved. Is it based on your performance now? People say, well, then how are we cleansed from unrighteousness? That's not in your spirit. It's in your head, and it's in this natural world. Because if I sin, what do I do? Do I make God mad and he whacks me? You know, sends uh, the two angels that are the, the hitmen in heaven. You know them. Vinny and Guido. <laughs> I think that's somewhere in here. <laughs> and God says, go take care of business. Sean's not listening. <laughs> and they show up and they've got concrete shoes ready for me. You know, I wake up with a horse head in, <laughs> next to me. <laughs> is that in The Godfather? I've never seen the movie. I think it is. I've never seen the movie, but. <laughs> right? Is that what God's doing? How do you and I come boldly to the throne of grace and mercy when in time of need? If, if, if going boldly and coming and hearing and God hearing us is based on our performance? How? I'm going by one way. Jesus. That's it. How are you going? One way, Jesus. One way, Jesus. That's it. Go to Romans 8. And we'll, I know I said I'd end, but or maybe we're still there. Okay, I'm going to stop here. No, I'm not. Okay, Romans chapter 8, verse number 31 says this. What, shall we, what then shall we say to, to these things? Okay, here's what you're supposed to say to your things. Get ready. Do you have your, you, have your, you see it there in your Bible? Verse 31, what then shall we say to these? What are you to say to your things? Okay, make it personal. 
If God be who? Who? Well, I don't know which scripture to stand on for my situation. This one deals with all the things. <laughs> Come on. Sometimes you just need birdshot. You just kapow, kapow. And you just, I mean, you got to spread it. You know what I mean? And you just stand up in the middle of it and go, if God be for me. Come on, your neighbor can't be against you. Your, your boss can't be. If God be for you, who has a chance to be against you? He goes on to say this. He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he with, not with him also freely give us all other things? In other words, he's withholding nothing. Verse 33, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? That's a great question. It is God who what? Verse 34, who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes for who is interceding for me to God. I wonder if he's good at his job. I wonder if he has off days, you know, I, you know, <laughs> coming to church and half of you is fried. What happened? Jesus fell asleep on the job. Half of God's wrath got to me. <laughs> no, Jesus is interceding what? 24, 7, 3, 65. Intercession, if you can get the picture, would be like if God's here and I'm here, Jesus is here. Come on, he's the God man. He's still human, which means he can identify with me. And he's 100% God as well, which means he can talk God. Every one of your prayers has been heard. Every one of them. I love it. We have fellowship with one another in the blood of Jesus Christ. His son cleanses us from all sin. Our actions are the surest indicators of whether or not we have fellowship with the Lord. But they do not cause us to have relationship with the Lord. Failure to understand this has led many to try and earn fellowship with the Lord by their holy actions. That means people aren't going through Jesus to approach God, but they are trusting in their own holiness. That is totally wrong and makes us vulnerable to Satan's condemnation. God doesn't accept us based on what we do. It's all about our faith in Jesus. But if we have faith in Jesus and fellowship with him, holiness will come as a fruit, but not as a root of that fellowship. The root of our salvation is Jesus Christ. The fruit or the works of faith is the fruit. It's the fruit of our salvation. How do you have good fruit? You have to have a root first. Which means if you do wrong and stay away from God, you'll continue in wrong. But if you do wrong and perform a lie but say, no, he told me to come to him boldly 
and I come and I know the blood of Jesus, Lord, I confess that was sin, but I thank you for your cleansing and you continue to draw near to him, that fellowship will produce proper actions. But actions never produce relationship. It's always the other way around. Religion says to you, if you take care of all your little things, I, I was street preaching one time. You guys have heard me say this before, but I'm going to say it again. I was preaching one time uh, over by uh, Albertsons. Over by is it Lewis and Clark Junior High? Is that over there by Albertsons? And I was over there roaming around preaching with some guys. We were sharing Jesus with people on the street, and there was a guy, just young kid, standing there. And I said, uh, and I walked up to him, started sharing Jesus with him. And he said, he starts crying. I'm like, oh, this is the best. This guy's getting saved. I mean, I didn't even hardly do anything, and he's already crying. Right? I just, and it wasn't because I had bad breath. Because I, <laughs> we made sure to take care of that ahead of time. <laughs> he starts crying. I'm like, this is going to be simple. And I said, would you like to receive Jesus today? He goes, no. I said, no. I'm thinking, why are you crying then? You know what I mean? I mean, we got all this going on. It seems like we're having a connection here. Why are you not connecting? He's like, well, I got to get rid of stuff in my life. I said, what? And I knew religion had got a hold of him. He said, once I, I'll come back to God uh, when I quit doing this. I said, no, 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 because you're not going to quit without God. Jesus didn't love you while you were perfect. It was while you were sinners that Christ died for you. Man, some people are getting really free right now. Because you're seeing it. You're like, man, God really likes me. You know, like he's not upset that I gave that old lady the what for on the way over here. Because she couldn't see where she was going because it was too dark. Now, he's not like, ooh, good job, you know, keep that up, you know. But he's not in heaven going, well, I ain't talking to them for at least three days. <laughs> Did you see, do you, do you know how immature God would be? But, but religion paints that picture of him. Well, when you do it all right, then it'll be okay. How about you just come to him, fellowship with him. Come on, every head bowed, every eye closed. Maybe you're in here today and you need forgiveness tonight. You need Jesus in your life. And I know there's, I, I, I don't know everybody here, but maybe you do. Maybe you haven't given your heart to the Lord. Or maybe you've walked off and got away from him and you know, you're telling me, preacher, that he will accept me? I am telling you right now, if you put your faith in him, he will freely forgive you and radically save you. His spirit will come and live in your heart if you yield to him. So if you're in that, in that place tonight, or if you're watching online and you're in that place, just raise your hand where you're at and I'll pray with you. We'll pray together. Thank you. Anybody else? Perfect. Yes, thank you. All right, let's pray, shall we? Let's pray. Let me get my sheet open here. Every head bowed, just stay, stay with me here. Is there anybody, Josh, you see anybody online that's... 
because I don't want to miss him. Okay, thank you. We need to share more the, the, the messages so we can get more people saved online as well. Say this with me, Heavenly Father. Thank you that your son Jesus came to this earth, lived a sinless life, and died on the cross for my sins. I believe he rose from the dead so I could receive forgiveness, become your child, and receive the gift of eternal life. I come to you now and repent of all my sin. I not only receive your gift of forgiveness, but I give you all my life, all my heart. I believe you have accepted me because Jesus said, the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. You also said, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Thank you for saving me, making me your child, and helping me live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. You're born again. Welcome to the family. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.